Thanks for tuning in to Good Friends, Better Rivals on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, English Premier League, Pro Tennis Tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What's good? What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Milano. And welcome to another great edition of Good Friends, Better Rivals. We are coming down to the end of the season. We are going to go through conference championship weekend, two drastically different games. Um, we're also going to then preview the big game because we can't say the other word unless we'll get sued. But it's here to, hey, hey, man, shut up, man. Hey. You got lawyers? You got lawyers? Of course. No, you don't. Get out of here. I'm not getting sued. All right, because they they don't because because they don't like have a sense of knowledge in their brain, dummies. Like, but it's not there. You you heard the man. The man's gonna take us through all the craziness of championship weekend with me to go on this journey. It is the one, the only. It is. San Antonio's favorite son. No, okay. let me, no way. You know, you're not from San Antonio. You were born I there. Mean, but I was born there. there but... Yeah, you were born there, but you're not from there, man. The man who's actually the Vegas security guard, unlike Josh Dumel in the TV show Vegas, is the one, the only. It is but the man. No, because no, because in the sh- in the show, he's like. He's like a he's like surveillance and like security. He's like the president of the security team. And like he kind of like and he's like a Vegas local. And like he kind of like knows everybody in Vegas and like kind of like runs Vegas's underbelly. Like because he knows everybody, right? You know, from the from you know the escorts to the con men to the criminals, you know what I mean? Um, so you're Josh Dumel and I'm and I'm I'm James Khan, you know what I mean? Because I got the charisma and you, you know, you're because you're, you're an just, old white man. No, no, you're just oh. no, it's because you're taller than me. All right, that's why you're taller than me. You don't really say much. You kind of brood, you know. You kind of, you're kind of a brooder. You know what I mean? You um, you can't find love. You know what I mean? Just like in the show, he can't find love. So uh, yeah, it just makes sense. You know, you ever watch sure. that show? No. No. Oh. It's a good show. You should watch it. Probably not. Watch it. Well, watch it. Watch it. Shout out to the people in the chat. Shout out to the main man, Leo. Leo, have you ever watched Vegas? Probably, probably not. You know, it is what it is. Sub to deal. Yeah, you know, shout out to Ryan. But Caleb. NFC AFC Championship game just happened. Yeah. It was a it was a great it was a great two matches. Two drastically different matches. Um let's go to the morning match. Ravens, Chiefs. It didn't feel like a Ravens Chiefs game. It was very defensive. A slog. Um, the Chiefs got on them early, and that's all they really needed. Because in the second half, the Chiefs were shut out. 
Um, and Baltimore couldn't crawl out the hole that they created for themselves. Take me through your initial feelings on that morning game. And one last thing, uh, shout out to you, Big Rich. Leo, man, I, 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 I'm watching it right now. It's on Peacock. It's a great show. I, I like it. It's a pretty cool show. James Conn's a, a, a good actor. I like James Conn. I'm a big fan of James Conn. That's why I'm watching it. So, Caleb, AFC Championship game in the bank. The Chiefs came in, robbed the bank, yeah. and headed out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, I didn't, obviously, I picked the Ravens, so obviously I was wrong with that, for first of all. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's. It, I did think it was going to be a low-scoring game because I, I mean, you know, I'm betting NFL. I did take the under. I didn't think there was going to be a whole hell of a lot of points scored considering. What was, these what two. was the? What was the? What was the over/under then? I have to go back and look, but it, mm. it definitely it was definitely. Uh, it was probably definitely more than twenty-seven. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah. it was definitely more than that, but it was definitely pretty low for 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 an NFC uh, for for a conference championship game between the Chiefs um, and the Ravens. Just considering. Um, you know, the, the defenses of these two teams. Um, so I definitely didn't think the offense was going to have oh, a, a whole lot of success. I only picked mm-hmm. the Ravens because they had, you know, a, a better weapon in Lamar Jackson, but he didn't play well. So if he's not going to play well, then that kind of, uh, kind of you know, takes mm-hmm. a big bite out of their chances of winning that game. Uh, and that's kind of what happened, um, you know, if he, and then the, yeah, because the defense is, uh, pretty much did what they needed to do. I mean, like you said, they they got uh, they shut out the mm-hmm. Chiefs in the second half, but the Ravens kind of got shut out most for most of the game. Yeah. Um, except for you know a couple of drives there, and it was just it was just kind of self inflicted wounds by the Ravens. They kept penalties, they had the fumble right before mm-hmm. the on the one. Um, it was just kind of over and over mistakes that they were making, and the, the taunting Chiefs, penalty beforehand that yeah. brought them back. Because I believe the big play, Zay Flowers, he they brought them, I think he brought them to the five-yard line. And then they called mm-hmm. the taunting penalty, brought them back down to the 15-yard line because it was 10 yards. Yeah, well, what's, what surprised me the most is that the Chiefs come right out, out of the gate just, like, scoring, like, very quickly on the mm-hmm. Ravens. They're like, whoa, I haven't seen this from the Ravens defense all year. And they just get mm-hmm. their ass kicked right now. Um, and, you know, obviously they stepped up in the second half. But uh, at that point, you know, when your offense isn't really doing much, you can't really overcome that. Um, and, and so, yeah, that was a big surprise for me. But yeah, it's bad. and like I said, it's hard. like I said, it, it wasn't like oh, I thought the Ravens absolutely going to win. It was more the you know they had the momentum. Didn't think they were going to yeah the momentum. They had the momentum. They had, it was just like they were like an unstoppable force coming in, mm-hmm. and they got stopped. Um, yeah, but mostly because they stopped themselves. Um, but you know, it, like I said, it was it was hard to you know pick against Patrick Mahomes because you know what he does in the playoffs, you know what he does in in conference championships. I mean, he, he, mm-hmm, he wins true. a lot of games there because uh, of his play, and um, you know we saw we saw a lot of that in in the first half. But uh, just keeping them down is it, it, a is a credit to the coaches on the on the Chiefs Chiefs side. They didn't lose the game for them. Um, so a lot to do with coaching because maybe the players. Couldn't uh, finish, uh, finish it, but they ultimately did because um, of the Ravens' own mistakes. So yeah, yeah. as long as the, the Chiefs didn't lose it in the second half, and you know credit credit to the coaching staff for yeah, man. the game. Shout out to Adelia one more time. You know all the possible combinations for the game that we could have gotten. This Chiefs Niners combo is the least interesting out of all of them. That's true. I believe I think a lot of people this was the least interesting matchup because you know it was a rematch of a couple years ago. You know I think everyone really wanted Lions Ravens. I think everybody really wanted Lions Ravens because like it's the Lions, like it's the Lions. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's the Ravens. You know, well, honestly, any matchup with the Lions would have been more interesting. 
You know what I mean? And you know, we almost got that. We almost got that. Almost. Uh, the deal, also too, yo guys, you know, shout out to everyone that, you know, shout out to everyone that voted in our our poll on the community tab a couple of days ago. Y'all are leaning Niners heavily. The poll guys I'm, that we put out. I'm not sure. Didn't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if it is the least interesting match. I mean, we've seen the Ravens beat both the 49ers and the Lions. We uh, like uh, uh, pretty badly. I mean, yeah, that's true. So was it going to actually be an interesting matchup? If yeah. knowing the Ravens' record against NFC teams um, and the, considering that they just blew out and both one. those teams. 19 20 and 1? Yeah. 20 and 1, I think. And they just kicked both those teams' asses. I mean, I don't know if it was going to be an interesting matchup. By the way, uh, Caleb. I think, this, I, I think this matchup is probably a, a, a going to be a better game. Let me tell you something, Caleb. You know who that one loss is to? Yeah, we already know. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, the New York Giants, baby. New York Giants, that's who we took you out, Lamar Jackson. Remember that. Over 222 people voted. Or accounts. So shout out to y'all. Thank you so much. What do you think uh, that's due? Why, why, why do you think pe- people think 49ers so heavily? Like that, that's very much surprising. I thought that was yeah. going to be a lot closer than that. Um, I think, I think, you know, like that's crazy. No, because I think, you know, they definitely have the edge QB wise. You know, it's, it's a fact. That's a fact. Brock Purdy fans, trust me, you would trade Brock Purdy for Patrick Mahomes in a heartbeat. Yeah, they that's have what that. I'm saying. They yeah. have, I mean, Chiefs have the quarterback advantage, so why is the 11% for the Chiefs? That doesn't make any sense. Because I think they think the Niners' team is better. Like, the, the overall roster is a better team. I think they think tight end-wise, they're pretty much even, I believe. I lean more George Kittle because of the blocking factor, and I truly believe if George Kittle was used like Travis Kelsey, the way they use him in Kansas City, where he's the main option on that offense, George Kittle's Stats would be just as great. I guarantee you. I, I'm, I'm putting my name on it. You know what I mean? But they don't do that because Kyle Shanahan is a master. Like he he has to he has to contend Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk for targets, and they're they run the ball with Christian McCaffrey a lot. So they don't they need George Kittle to block. So in that edge, they have the edge. Wide receiver, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Marquez Vedel Scantlin, Rishi Rice. You, you lean more Niners, right? Um, running back, come on. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Niners have more weapons than the, the – Yeah, the, but no, but then like defensively-wise, defensively-wise – I think wise, the Chiefs are, are playing better right now. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I think they have the momentum, and I truly believe they're – like here's the thing, that their sauce, their secret ingredient, the thing that they sprinkled on the Chiefs that make them good, it's not Andy Reid. It's not Patrick Mahomes because that's the, that's the main ingredient. You know, that's that's the tomatoes in the in in the pasta sauce. Like duh. But you know, like you know, that special secret ingredient, like, yo, man, I drop a little nutmeg on my in my sauce. I drop a little um sugar in the sauce. You know what I mean? It's Steve Spagnola. It's Steve Spagnola. Steve Spagnola in big games knows how to create a game plan and he sticks to it. The key was to stop the run. Against the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson is a is a is a good passer, but they would want him to contain him running the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that was the key. And it was basically Steve Spagnola basically made a choice. Our corners, let's see what are our corners doing. I'm leaving them on islands. We're playing man. Zay Flowers beats Legarius Sneed, taunts him. Everyone's like, oh my god, Legarius Sneed, what is wrong with him? Next play, what what does Legarius need do? Fumble, forces it. You know what I mean? 
he basically said to his corners, man, hey, man, we're, we're stopping the run. We're probably going to play a little bit more man than we usually do. You're the keys. And that's what happened. They stopped on. And it also helped that the Ravens abandoned the run. Let me tell you something about the Ravens, Caleb. They had. So Lamar Jackson rushed the ball for eight, eight times for 54 yards. But after that, their two running backs, Justice Hill and Doug, Gus Edwards, six carries. Six carries. They abandoned the run. They, yeah, they got I scared. I don't I don't get what the thinking was. Uh, I that. don't. I don't know if they're just trying to showcase. Oh, look, Lamar, he can he can go out there and throw it and win win mm-hmm. the game, but with his arm, uh, I just don't understand what they what the, they made, the game plan going into. Exactly, they it. made them one dimensional. This year, they haven't been one dimensional. It was they're going to pound the rock, shove it down your throat, and then when you're trying to lean run, they hit you over the top of Lamar Jackson. It, it was it was dynamic. There was variety. There was adjustments and play calls. They adjusted in the second half to the to the Houston Texans. You know, they, they, you know, so like, cause I was talking uh, same thing last week with coach. Um, when Houston brought in their pass rusher, my J Sanders from Cincinnati, they ran the ball right at my J Sanders. Cause they knew he was not a very good run stopper. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they had to deal with Chris Jones and George Karloftis. They had great games, but you need to, you needed to establish the run to keep them honest. And they didn't do that. They abandoned it. And today in their post match, their postseason press conference, Jim Harbaugh puts it all on Lamar. It's like, it's all his fault. John Harbaugh, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. I always think of the better coach, Jim, um, even though one beat him in the Super Bowl. One has a Super Bowl and one doesn't. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And one beat him in the Super Bowl, so it's a good point. All right, so John, I just like Jim better. I'm not going to lie to you. I just like Jim better. Um, He basically blamed Lamar. He said, we were running a lot of RPOs. We were running a lot of this. You know, it was Lamar's decision to... He was supposed to go up the line and make the adjustments. He blames Lamar Jackson because he's the thing, Caleb. John Harbaugh doesn't care about losing these games. You know why, Caleb? I think he cares. No, no, he, he cares, but in the sense that he knows he's not going to get blamed. In the seven years Lamar Jackson's been there, it's always when they lose, it's always hit, it's Lamar Jackson's fault. Even though they keep losing the same way, it's it's a it's a game plan problem, and you abandon your game plan and you don't adjust. For the past seven years, the national media, even everyone on Twitter, it's always Lamar Jackson's fault. But if they're losing the same way, with multiple different coordinators, and everyone keep pointing out like, why didn't they stick to their game plan? Whose fault is it? It's John Harbaugh's. Did Lamar Jackson play good? Hell no. That horrible interception where he tried to make a play and he chucked it into triple coverage, even though there was a, a penalty in on that play where they someone committed pass interference. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, they missed the call. It was it was a horrible call. But why are you throwing into triple coverage? There's making a play, then there's there's making a play, then there's also saying screw it. You know, he chucked it into triple coverage and it was a pick. Like you know, I'm a big fan of Lamar Jackson. But he didn't play good. Did he play like catastrophically bad? Like, no, he just didn't play good. He didn't have a good game. But it was, is it all his fault that they lost? No. But they keep losing the same way, Caleb. If the if the Packers kept losing the same way, well, the, no, no, the Cowboys, my bad, not fuck the Packers. 
of the Cowboys, which you have been losing the same way every year in the playoffs. Same yeah. players. But here's the thing. In your yeah. case, in your not case. Always. I guess not always the same way. It's always heartbreaking. Or like somebody doesn't. Always. It's a good point. You know, well, you know. so, I mean, uh, sometimes the defense didn't show up. Sometimes the yeah. offense didn't show up. It's yeah, that's kinda... a good point. Because last year the defense showed up and the offense didn't. And y'all yeah. lost like, what, 16, 13? Yeah, that's a good point. But like, yeah, the Ravens keep losing the same way. It's always the same way. They don't establish the run. They get cute in the playoffs. And they're, they're trying to do like, nah, man. Get the line of scrimmage, establish it, run it down their throat. Is it going to be kind of hard running it down Chris Chris Jones, George Karloftis? Yeah, it is. But you got to try. Six carries for your running backs. Six carries. But then this also goes to kill a personnel issue. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill can do good against Houston, but they can't be good against the Chiefs. Why? Because they're not good enough. So you need new players. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. because no offense, John Harbaugh ain't no offensive guru. He can't scheme up people. He's not Andy Reid. By the way, He's I want to talk about coach. it. He's a special yeah. teams coach. He's a special teams coach. Exactly. He was, he was never, you know what I mean? So he needs somebody to scheme it up and do his things. And either Todd Munkin forgot to, did, didn't know what the hell he was, just completely forgot how to call a game because the week before, Todd Munkin had good adjustments in the second half to the Houston Texans. So Lamar didn't play good. That's a fact. But it was also John Harbaugh's fault that they lost the game because they keep losing the same way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you, and they need and they need more people. Odell Beckham Jr. didn't show up. Rashard Bateman didn't play well. He didn't show up. Zay Flowers had a good game, minus the fumble, which brings it down to an okay game. They don't trust their running backs. They don't trust them. Why are they your running backs if you don't trust them? Either you draft one because teams like Baltimore can draft a running back in the first round and it makes sense because they're ready right now to win a Super Bowl. That's where you can do a luxury pick of a running back. Or you go get a running back on the market that's not going to get paid. You don't trust your running backs. Six carries, Caleb. Six carries. Yeah, that's crazy. And Steve Spagnola, man, that's the secret sauce. That's the secret sauce, man. You talking about Steve Spagnola that was tasks in 2007. You have to stop Tom Brady and Randy Moss. This offensive unit that broke all the records. Randy Moss had 27 receiving touchdowns. Tom Brady had 50 passing touchdowns. They were cooking. It's your job to stop them. And Steve Spagnola was given two weeks to figure out a game plan. And in two weeks... He shut that he shut that offense down. 14 points in that Super Bowl. 14 points. Spags is a big game defensive coordinator. You big game defensive coordinator. He is the secret sauce. And by the way, man, I'm not a big fan of this rebrand that Andy Reid got. You know what I mean? Everyone like Andy Reid. Oh, he's big red. Andy Reid. He likes a cheeseburger. Screw Andy Reid. This podcast is not. This is an anti is an anti Andy Reid podcast. You damn right it is. 
All right. I'm not going to just forget his years in Philly. No, absolutely not. I will never, ever root for this man. That's why I'm rooting for the Niners. Yeah, I'm not rooting for the Niners at all. Well, no, of course, because you're, you know, you're, you're a Cowboys fan. So your hatred is a little bit more deeper with the Niners because, you know, they've ruined your life more than once. Uh, but me, you know, the Niners have never ruined my life. You know what I mean? I've actually, I, have, my team has actually ruined the Niners' life, which is fun, <laughs> which is cool. You know what I mean? Uh, by the way, speaking of that, the Niners and the Giants were 11 and 11 in the playoffs and 22 and 21 in the regular season. So we're basically even. The 22, this 22nd one was this year when we went to the night, when we, when I, when we went to, um, can, um, can, I was about to say candlestick, when we went to Levi's and we lost on Thursday night. But before that game, it was 21 for 21 and 11 for 11. So yeah, I'm not, I'm anti Andy Reid. I don't care. All right. I don't care. All right. So Caleb, I want to talk about some of this Chiefs game too that I found very fascinating. Right. For the game, Justin Tucker was warming up at the one yard line. He's kicking. He has his helmet at the one yard line. He's kicking, right? There's been reports that he always does this. He's always warming up around that area. You know, which I'm like, which is fine. But I always find it a little weird because, like, why are you warming up at like the five yard line, kicking field goals when you know extra points are 33 yards? So, shouldn't you? Yeah, but that? you can have a field goal up from the five yard line. Yeah. Yeah, but do you this but did, was but does Justin Tucker need to practice a, f- a field goal from the five yard line? Does he really I mean, need he's to can warm up? That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, they, start, from, yeah, I mean yeah, they always start you know, they always start close and they go back and they move back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, basic. You're right, you're right, you're right. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes didn't appreciate why he was there. And they grabbed his footballs and his kicking tee and threw it away. And they also kicked his helmet. All right. Yeah, so so Big Rage says the other kicker was warming up at the same spot on the other side. It's a good point, Rage. My keys is Caleb. They went in there and they wanted to punk Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker is a symbol of the Ravens organization. He's been there for twelve years. He's a symbol. Everyone knows just. You say Justin Tucker, you know you think Ravens. So they punked one of the symbols of the team. And my thing is this: you know, Roquan Smith kept coming out during the week talking about. Hey man, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're my uncle, my nephew, my aunt, I'm gonna take you out. Caleb, if I heard that, they they tried to they punked my kicker. Justin Tucker just laughed it off. But they but I know they were trying to get into the Ravens mentally. I'm 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 starting a brawl at the beginning of the game at during warm-ups. Well, didn't they have that, a fight before the game? You damn right. If I heard that happened or I saw that happen. I'm running after uh, Travis Kelsey. I'm running after him. Because you got punked. And you didn't respond. Sometimes a fight, sometimes a a little fight's okay. A little fight's okay. If that happened to my kicker, Caleb, let's say that happened to Brandon Aubrey in in, in the Packers game. And Rashawn Gary shoves Brandon Aubrey out the way and like kicks him off. And none of your, none of your teammates Come and defend Brandon Aubrey. Nobody, like nobody, no Michael Parsons, no Dexter Lawrence, no Dak Prescott, C. No, Lamb, huh? That's on your team. Dexter Lawrence is on your team. Oh my bad. Sorry, he's the good Dexter. I apologize. 
He's, it's not, he's not Dexter, so. Mm. No, what's yours is Tank, right? What's what's your Lawrence? Demarcus. Demarcus. My bad. Sorry, when I think Lawrence, I think Dexter because, you know, Dexter's the best defensive tackle in the NFL. And why would you and think like, Dexter? Why would you not uh, Lawrence Taylor? Damn it, you got me. Yeah, you got me. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, but but his thing, you know, Tank, if Tank, Tank, if Tank heard they try to punk, tell me, Caleb, if, if Tank, if Tank Lawrence or Micah or Dak or or your 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 offensive lineman, they heard the Packers punked Brandon Aubrey before the game during warmups, and you heard that none of them responded, nobody cared, and, and they kind of just like moved away. There was no pushing and shoving, there was no getting in 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 the in their face, like. They didn't even. They didn't even like. No Ravens players went in his like in like went, got in his face and said, "Hey, yo, man, what's up with that? You trying like what you trying to do? You trying to funk? And no, no little, you know, like you know, do I want to like fully fight? You know, if that happens, it's whatever. But like no pushing, no shoving, no getting in each other's face. They just let him do it. How would you feel? I mean, it's the kicker. Yo, y'all got to stop saying that, man. Y'all got to stop saying that. He's not just no ordinary kicker. This is Justin Tucker. This okay. he, He's not he's not he's not Jake Mooney of the Niners who just I showed like up. This is Justin Tucker, bro. I'm sorry, Caleb. If this happened to Graham Gano and I and, and nobody defended Graham Gano, I'm going to have an issue. This isn't just some random kicker that he got off the street. This isn't Cade York. You know what I mean? This is Justin Tucker. You let him get punked before the game by Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. He didn't get punked by by Chris Jones or or any of the defense players who are kind of scary. You got punked by Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. You let that happen at your house. You let that. That's an issue. That's an issue. Is it? Is it? It's an issue. Yeah, it's an issue. this isn't some random. Yo, y'all gotta stop treating Justin Tucker like he's a random kicker. This is Justin Tucker, man. He, he is a kicker. That's Justin Tucker. Stop with that. It's a kicker shit. Kicker. There's exceptions to the rule to this kicker shit. By the way, who cares if they're a kicker? They're still your teammate. Uh, barely. See, you know, see, you know what? That people like you. That's the problem. People like you. That's the problem. Y'all keep yo, man. Punters are people too. I mean, they, are, they barely they barely, inter, barely interact with the rest of the team. So y'all treat them like y'all treat them like they nobodies, but when they miss a kick, y'all always trying to you always trying to kill them. If y'all if they're nobodies, yeah, they why does it matter? Job. Okay, then but but y'all don't treat them, y'all don't treat them like members of the team or or family or like or like close. So who gives a shit if they miss a field goal if they don't really matter? Yeah, you lose the game because they miss they have But one you keep telling me, you keep telling me they don't really matter. They're kickers. Who cares? You so you can't have it both ways, Caleb. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. Yeah, That's you can. called diabetes. They do their job, but doesn't mean they're like a real also player. so one of your offensive members don't do their jobs. Why, why they do people have more defend than one them? job that they practice? They have well, what do you mean? Jobs. Jack Prescott's job is to pass the ball to wide open wide receivers. No, he played like shit against the Packers. Lead the team. It's to it's to di diagnose the defense. To mm -hmm. to uh, you know, there's he has a lot of different things to do. To to call out line protections. I mean, he has a lot of different things he has to do. The kicker's job is to just kick it. I don't. Uh, I, yeah, football. yeah. And Ceedee Lamb's job is just to catch footballs. 
No, he has to run routes. He has to block sometimes. Um, he, has, uh, he has different things, different things to do. Yes, whatever. No, nah, man, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. This isn't. This is Justin Tucker. It's Justin Tucker. Yeah. No, no, I don't agree. I don't say. So, well, you know what? I guess we're not gonna agree on this. I'm sorry. Like you can't. You're not punking my teammate. Kicker or long snapper from the really? long snapper to the quarterback. You're not gonna punk my teammate. Like half teammate. No, Caleb. No. I mean, he's technically on the team, but I mean. Oh my God! See, you, you know what? You're a sack of shit. You know that? Yeah, I don't care. I tried to, I tried to be professional, but you pissed me off. You're pissing me off. You know what? This is nonsense. It's nonsense, bro. How you let him do that? How you let Travis Kelsey do that? It's Travis Kelsey. He don't Big intimidate guy. nobody. Guy. He's just tall. He ain't crazy. And you let him and Patrick Mahomes do it. Imagine Patrick Mahomes trying to, trying to. Trying to punk you with his voice. I would laugh. Even if I was a kicker. I'm like, excuse me? Nobody, nobody went, nobody went across the field to be like, hey man, what you doing? It's not even about the kicker, Caleb. It's about the principle of they disrespecting a Ravens player. Like, they punking a Ravens player. He has a jersey, but I mean. Oh my god, you and this, you know what? You know what, Kip? Did you even play? To play what? Football in high school, Caleb. If that happened to you and we were on the same football team, I would have had a problem. I mean, I don't play kicker. Yeah, you play you play right back. No, I was deep cement. Yeah, you got right back on that bench, didn't you? No, I was a deep cement. Play D tackle. I'll pr I'll protect my kickers. You know, because I believe well, in the team. Well, back then, I mean, uh, the kicker was also a di uh, another player. He had, two, he had multiple positions. He wasn't just a kicker. In high school? Yeah. Oh, well, we did. Yeah. The kicker well, actually, was our never kicker. just a kicker. No, our, our ki see, our kicker was, was just like, kicker. who could kick? Yeah, our kicker yeah. was just a kicker. We had, we had, we had like a dedicated kicker. I mean, we had big. I mean, yeah, we didn't have that. We just whoever can kick the best. Yeah, no, we have it now, nah, bro. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta protect your teammates. Doesn't matter. Got to protect them. Got to protect them. And, and and that and that was my issue. That's when I think the Ravens lost the game. When they came into your house, punked one of your symbols, like one of your one of your talismans of your team. The longest, I believe he's the longest tenured Raven on that team at 12 years, I, I believe. And y'all did nothing. Y'all did y'all literally did nothing. Roquan Smith talking about how anybody can get it. My aunt my uncle, my nephew, anybody can get it. I don't care. He 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 didn't. He 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 let two dudes walk into a stadium and punk one of his teammates, and then and just and just and then and do nothing about it. Get get out of here, man. That's when that's when they lost the game. That's when they lost the game. All right, let's move on to a a team that almost made history, but then were denied greatness. Caleb. Yeah. The Detroit Lions, man, lost to the San Francisco 49ers, 34-31. Um, it was a great, it was a great game. Definitely a tale of two halves, if you believe in cliches. Uh, going into halftime, the Detroit Lions were up 24-7. 24-7. 
Um, they only scored a touchdown in the second half towards the end, and the Niners just got right back into it in that se- in that third quarter, dropping 17. Caleb, when you were watching the game, give me your initial moments of the first half. What were you going through? Were you were you going through like, oh my god? I, I thought I was going through deja vu because it was yeah. very similar to the previous week against the Packers. Mm-hmm. It looked exactly the same to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the only difference was that you know the Packers were finishing their drives; they didn't score the touchdowns they had to resort to kick field goals. But in this game, the Lions were able to finish the drives and score touchdowns. But both in both games, in the first, well, pretty much throughout the game, the Lions were able to go up and down the field on that 49ers defense in both mm-hmm. those games. And that's why it's like, this is exactly the same game. I'm watching the exact same game. Uh, um, it's just because uh, the, the Niners only scored seven points in the first half in, in the Packers game, and they only scored seven points in this Lions game. So it was the exact same game that we were mm-hmm. watching the other offense going up and down the field on them. Um and then the second half, then they they make a great comeback. And that's exactly what they did against the Packers. They made a great comeback and they won the game. Um, so yeah, I mean, and and it, from and they, exactly what happened was Brock Purdy played bad for most of the game. He had a couple good drives that you know got them the lead, and that happened in both games. You know, I think for most of the game he did not play well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm talking about like you asked me last week, go, you know, do I trust him to, to win this game? He ultimately did, but I, again, he he was he put them uh, in the position a lot of stuff to to yeah. try to lose that game because those some of those should have been um, horrible passes that should have been picked off and that they weren't, um, and it could have been even worse if you know the dumb decisions that uh, Dan Campbell made to go in on fourth every goddamn uh, drive um, could have made the lead uh, not not you know not winnable for the for the for, for the 49ers. Um, I especially the one I hate. Uh, you go for uh, other uh, other fourth downs, but the one I hate is to go for it after a turnover. I hate that. I hate that. That's the number one thing I hate. I don't care what the analytics say. Do not waste a turnover. Don't waste a turnover. If you get a turnover and you're getting scored position, take the field goal. Take the field goal. Do not waste that turnover. You get a possession. You steal a possession. Get and the then points. You give it right back. I hate that. I hate. I hate when coaches do that. Do not waste it. Get some points out of that turnover. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can see why. I can see why. Um, dude. Okay, so it was. I think Caleb. I think you can remember this right. I think it was. It was third and thirteen. The Lions converted. Third and fifteen, the Lions converted. Then it was third and nineteen, or eighteen, and the Lions converted. And I'm like, yo, this is over, man. Lions winning. Because how do you do that? Everything's bouncing your way. Literally. So someone on Twitter um, famously said, I think I think during the game was like, I have never seen God abandon the team so quickly during this game. Because in the first half, God was with them. Everything was bouncing in their way. They're doing everything. And then by the second half, God was like, nah, I'm good. I'm out. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to sleep. Then he like fell asleep and like everything went wrong in the second half. Fumbles by Jameer Gibbs. The t- y'all, y'all were constantly going on fourth down during the season, and y'all were converting. You know what I mean? But now everything is not bouncing the way. It's slimmer margins. And I'm with you, Caleb. I keep telling Niners fans this, and I keep telling everybody this. Brock Purdy's not the key to this team. It is 23. 
It is Christian McCaffrey. He is the one. He is the key to this team. He is the engine that makes this team run. He is the man. He's the man. 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Brock Purdy had some had some pretty great plays using his feet, scrambling, extending drives. He, he played well at certain points of the game. He played well in the second half. But in the first half, he looked like he didn't deserve to be there. But this is what a great roster does for you. You pick everybody up. You elevate everybody. They simplified it in the second half. They ran the ball. They kept everything short. And they got a bounce, right? Brock Purdy throws an interception deep down the field. Lions player just needs to catch it. Yeah. It hits him in his face. His face mask. And it bounces up. And all you see is Brandon I die for it and he catches it. That's, Brandon, that's a Brandon Ayuk play. That's keeping your head up and diving for the ball. Brandon Ayuk had a great game. Um, he didn't play well in the first half. No, he didn't. But in the second half, he created the plays. He only had three catches for 68 yards, but they were three big catches and a touchdown. One of those catches was a touchdown. Debo Samuel is Debo Samuel. You throw it to him. You give it to him short. He runs. He gets you 10. He kept everything in front. Great play. Brock Purdy. Great Brock Purdy play. Where he scrambles out and he's trying to find somebody. He finds Kyle Juszczyk and he slings it. Juszczyk with a great catch. Toe drag swag on the sidelines. Kept it in bounds. He, Brock Purdy was playing good. Brock Purdy. But here's the thing too, man. I think I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what you do with Dak Prescott. In the first half, nobody was playing good for the Niners. Right? Just like we talked about with Dak Prescott. Oh, he played bad, but everyone else also played bad. In the first half, Brock Purdy was playing bad. Ebo Samuel was playing bad. CMC was not, not looking like CMC. Brandon Ayuk was non-existent. George Kittle, what the hell are you doing? Kyle Juszczyk, what's up with this? You know what I mean? And then I, I, I don't know what happened at halftime. Kyle Shanahan must have probably reminded him, like, hey, y'all do know you're the San Francisco 49ers, right? Like, you do know we, we're better than them, right? Like, what's going on? And in the second half, it just felt like they knew who they were and were like, dude, we're the, we're the Niners, bro. We've already beaten this team. We've beaten the living shit out of this team. And, and it showed in the second half. First McCaffrey is the key. He's the key. Like I said last week, Detroit's going to make Brock Purdy beat them because they have a good run defense, but their back end's very suspect. And it showed their back end was very suspect. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson didn't play well in the second half. Brian Branch didn't, didn't have a Brian Branch game. Their corners were, eh. The safety who has an interception that lets it hit him in the face. I don't know what his name is, he doesn't want me to know his name is because I will make fun of him forever for it. And that's what happened. Their back end was suspect. So they couldn't stack the box like that because they needed to protect the back end. And then when they didn't stack the box, guess what happened? CMC, two touchdowns. 4.5 yards of carry. They stuck to their identity. Unlike the Ravens, who were the best running team in the NFL, were like, we're, gonna, we're not going to do our identity. The Niners stick to their identity. Brock Purdy was like, oh, Brock Purdy has so many yards, but have has less attempts. Why? Because the Niners are a running team. 
They run the ball. That's what they want. Kyle Shanahan loves running the ball. That's the thing people, you know, that's the, that's the problem. That was the problem with Kyle in Atlanta. He tried to show people that he was a, a passing guru, right? And in the Super Bowl, when they were running the ball effectively, you know, matching up with play action in the first half, they go up 28-3. And they should have kept running the ball in the second half. That's the key for the Lions. A lot of the Lions' rushing stats, Caleb, came in the first half. You needed to continue running the ball as the game went along. You're up 24-7. There isn't a lot of time in the game. Run the ball, waste the clock. Niners' defense didn't play good at all. Fred Warner miss, was missing tackles in the first half. Nick Bosa wasn't playing good. Javon Hargrave was non-existent. Eric Armstead was non-existent until the second half where he, he recovered the fumble. The whole team was playing like dog doo-doo in the, the first half. And then, in the, and then at halftime, somebody came in and said, y'all know y'all the number one seed San Francisco 49ers, right? Y'all know you already beat this team, right? What the hell are we doing right now? Come on, let's go home. And then they, they're like, all right, good point. Let's go home. And that's what happened. That's what happened. Everyone just started playing better in the second half. And it's soul-crushing for the Lions. We can talk Dan Campbell this, Dan Campbell that. On that fourth down, Josh Reynolds is wide open. All Josh Reynolds needs to do, Caleb, is catch the ball. So that's not Dan Campbell's fault. They drop a great play. You're wide open. Now it's time for you to catch the ball. So that fourth down, people be like, oh, why did he go for it in fourth down? The wide receiver was open. Everything was there. Everything was there for the taking. But that's what? why you don't go for it because that can happen. That 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 someone not doing their job correctly. Yeah, dropping a wide open take. pass. That's, that's the chance you take. That is, I mean, you're right about that. I mean, but, it's happened. I saw you know the Cowboys. I mean, we we went for a fourth down. The guy was open, didn't make play. But that's the chance you take. Yeah, uh, that's why you don't go for a fourth down. Uh, but here's like, the thing, Caleb. The here's the thing, Caleb. Their kicker from forty eight. Is a forty-five percent accuracy rate. So they missed the field goal. It's you still you you know you you take the chance that he's probably going to miss the field goal. I've never seen Michael Badgley for the Lions kick anything above forty-five. He probably has, but I've never seen it. I have never seen it. He probably has, but I've never seen it. But when you're telling me that he's a forty-five percent from forty-eight plus. And this field goes 48, and he's like, I'm going to go for it instead. Because let's say he kicks it and misses it. What do people say? He missed a field goal. Why would you do that? He's a 48% percentage from 48. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't. Because if, well, if you he... You blame it on the kicker at that point. You don't have to take all the, the brunt of the, of the, uh, of the decision. We can bl- okay, so you can blame the kicker. Why don't we blame Josh Reynolds? John Re- Josh Reynolds was fault. Yeah, but it's also you're probably going for it. Yeah, but you do everything correctly. Josh Reynolds just didn't do it, didn't do his job. So it's Josh Reynolds' fault. Same thing with yeah. the kicker. You do everything correctly. No, but you do in the kick, you do everything correctly. You block for him. Kick is good. He misses the kick. It's his fault. Same thing with yep. the fourth down. You do everything correct. Good pocket for Jared Goff. Wide receivers open. Catch the ball. Josh Reynolds' fault. I'm not blaming Dan Campbell. You got to make the plays. At the end of the day, Caleb, it's all about the Jimmys and the Joes. Got to make the plays. 
John, Dan Campbell did everything correct. He got his player wide open. You got to catch the ball. Josh Reynolds' fault. I'm not blaming Dan Campbell. It's not happening. Not happening. But now, Caleb, not fine. You can blame him. Whatever. We're going to agree to disagree, but, you know, you're wrong. It's fine. Um, okay. Now, let's preview it, Caleb. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 53. What Super Bowl was this? I don't know. Was it was in 2019. Yeah, 2019. Super Bowl was this. So, t- Caleb, take me who you think is going to win and what keys are you going with? We got to pick now. We have a whole week. We can pick now next episode. That's a good point. All right, let's just talk about. Did you you saw this coming? Did everyone see this coming? Was this this was everyone's prediction at the the beginning of the, the, the year, right? I mean, a lot of it, a lot of predictions with Chiefs 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that that's you know the tip. Yeah, I could see that going. I mean, Chiefs obviously with I mean, and especially the Chiefs on the Chiefs side. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I didn't even think anybody was gonna mm-hmm. uh, beat him in the playoffs. Um, you know, before the season. So I definitely thought that uh, 49ers, it, it could it could have been a lot of different teams in the NFC just because it was NFC. Um, and then I, I really didn't believe in Brock Purdy all that much. But he's, he's here. He did it. He got here. But, you know, uh, so I did. Uh, like I said, I think it's be- a better matchup than um, what we have got for if there was any of the Ravens, uh, you know, Ravens, Lions, Ravens. Um, 49ers, um, Chiefs Lions would have been uh, like the. First, I would like to see what would happen because that first game they didn't have Travis Kelsey and Kadarius Tony like blew the game for them that first game. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see yeah. that matchup. But ultimately, we got this matchup. We got Chiefs Niners. Like I said, I think the Chiefs have a better quarterback. I think that's the most important position and the most important driving force of uh, of you know your chances of winning the game. Um, and I think their defense is playing better. I mean, uh, they stopped the uh, what I thought was an you know, unstoppable force and what the Ravens were doing. Uh, they've been playing great all season. I mean, I didn't think that she's, you know, I always thought, you know, in the past years, I always thought it was because Mahomes was uh, making up for the defense not being good because I never thought the Chiefs' defense was good. I always thought it was Mahomes covering their ass. And now we saw in multiple games this season – it was the opposite. The defense was carrying the Chiefs, um, and especially in, in big parts of the game. In um, Spags, we, we trust, the, bro. The, we saw in the second half of, of the of the slap pass game. Um, keep, you know, they, the, the Chiefs didn't score any points, but the the uh, the, the defense, um, you know, kept a, you know had them winning the game because um, they didn't allow the Ravens to score very much. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I really trust in their defense. Uh, obviously, the Niners have players, they have names, and they have all these, uh, you know, great talent. But in the, the past couple of weeks, we we see them getting, you know, ran through uh, by both the Packers and, and and the Lions offense, just up and down the field on them and scoring a lot of points on them. So, um, yeah, so that that's that's how I see I see this matchup. But still iffy, still iffy on who I'm, who I'm going to take because. Like you said, it's just the talented roster versus the quarterback, and who who I think mm-hmm. is playing better is is where I'm teetering. Yeah, because you know you still gotta like figure out you know the health of certain players and the keys of certain players. By the way, the Niners lost in Super Bowl Fifty Four against the uh, the Chiefs, so Super Bowl Fifty Four. 
So there's that. Um, yeah, I'm definitely rooting for the Chiefs, obviously, because I hate the Niners. And yeah, you know, so all I'll say is this, man: it's 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 a very bad day to be a Raiders fan. Like, imagine that, Caleb. Like, it's imagine Caleb. It's like if the Super Bowl was hosted in Dallas, and it was the Giants against Pittsburgh on your stadium. I'm picking the Giants. Well, thank you. But I'm rooting it's, for the Giants. Well, thank you. But I'm rooting for the Giants. Yeah. Not because I, I hate like, the that's Giants. How, that's I hate how the bad Giants it is. more, yeah. but I'm, I don't want to say this one another Super Bowl. Well, yeah, and also, too, you guys have that, you know, that that arrogant thing where it's like, we're the Steelers, we have six Super Bowls, we're actually America's team, and then we're the Cowboys, we're actually America's team because we're good at promotion. And then y'all, like, fight each other in the 70s, and it was a good rivalry back then. But I could, because, honestly, you you hate Cowboys, hate the Niners, the Eagles. It, yeah. Well, like, well, the thing is, the, the Giants and the Eagles can't play in the Super Bowl against each other. So, you know, like, like that. Like, that's how much the Raiders, well, actually, it's exactly like that. The Raiders hate the Chiefs and the Niners. They, they hate them the most. It's like if the if the Eagles in the in the Giants played at where's the Giants' Giants most hated AFC team? They don't have one. That's the thing. They well, don't. Well, for you, for you personally, for I, me? yeah, I would hate the Steelers probably the most on the AFC side. Yeah, or the Patriots, but they don't want Brady anymore. But I used to hate the Patriots when they had Brady the most. And I never really hated the Patriots because we beat them more than once. So like, hate them for what? Um, took two Super Bowls from them. Um, we're their daddies. Um, dang, who, who is it? AFC team I don't like. By default, it has to be the Ravens, really, because of the Super, the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl in two thousand. <laughs> they keep they always bring up the Super Bowl in two thousand where they beat the shit out of Kerry Collins. But out of every other AFC team, no one's ever really scarred. I, I okay, I hate, I hate the Steelers. I don't like them. I hate them so much. They annoy me. I hate them. I I hate. I don't like them at all. Well, one, it's it's a bit of jealousy, but two, their fans annoy me. I hate their fans. You know, like they they just. It's just like Jesus, shut the hell up. You know what I mean? Because they think they're like this symbol of perfection or something. Like, no, you're not. All your Super Bowls happened in the seventies. I mean, 2000s. Four of the six were in the 70s. The NFL was different in the 70s. So miss me with your miss me with your dynasty bullshit. Four, like the Giants at least have Super Bowls in a, in like four decades in like four different decades. We got one in the 80s. We got one in the 90s. We got one in the, in the 2000s. And we got ones in the 2010s. At least we're we we we. Most of your Super Bowls are in, in the seventies, in a span of like seven years. And then after, when then when the eighties hit, you were nothing. You were nothing. You won nothing. And the nineties hit, you still won nothing. You made a Super Bowl appearance, but you didn't win. You know what I mean? That's my thing, bro. Like you're not all that. Like you're not. And, you know, in Baltimore, too, you keep bringing up Super Bowl in 2000. Man, shut the hell up. I don't give a shit. I wasn't born yet. Actually, I was, but that's not the point. The point is, I didn't. I don't care. So shove it up. Shove it up where the sun don't shine. I don't give a damn. Oh, we're the 2000 Ravens. We beat the shit out of you. Our defense is legendary. 
Now, my thought George George Fossil didn't want to run the ball, and they'd be like, oh, the reason you couldn't run the ball is that we stopped the run. George Fossil? I think that's the name. Jim, Jim, it's Jim Fossil. Sorry, sorry, it's Jim. Sorry to Jim. Sorry, Jim. Oh, I apologize, Jim. Yeah, they're like, oh, you, you, the reason you couldn't, the reason you passed is that we stopped the run. Ray Lewis, Jonathan Ogden, shut up, shut up. So yeah, are you still on the preview? No, no, we're yeah, the preview's over. We can't really. We're gonna pick our teams. We're gonna pick the victors next week. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, can we get into the the NFC East news? Yes, we can. Yeah, thank you, Kale, bringing it up. I completely forgot about the, the Washington Commanders and Adam Peters hired defensive coordinator out of Dallas, Dan Quinn. Um, I don't give a shit, you know, but I should because Dan Quinn's defenses have made the New York Giants' lives the living hell for the past couple of years. Um. But I think that's more of a Giants thing than a Dan Quinn thing. But yeah, I mean, look at but Dallas Cowboys fans Cowboys. are happy that he's gone because they are happy. The y'all don't like he had good moments, but overall in the keys nah. when the big games he choked, flandered, nothing happened yeah. except and, and the Niners saw, game. You saw the consistent decline. Yes, um, that was happening. Like he started off really hot, and like I said, I give him all the credit in the world for turning around this. This was the all time worst defense in Cowboys history and turned it around and mm-hmm. made it something uh really, really good. I mean, he he had the most turnovers for two straight years. That's that, that's that's a really hard to do. Um so yeah, I give him all the credit, but it's just you can see the decline of our defense just wasn't good that good this year. Uh we didn't well, again we didn't leave the turnovers anymore. We didn't have a lot of sacks as we, we did the previous season. Um, and then we got our ass handed to us in the play, uh, playoff game against the Packers, where they just went, uh, just tore us apart on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, ran we, I the don't ball wanna, down I, your throat. I don't, I don't want to go through it again. Uh, and yeah, and that's been the consistent thing uh, that we can't stop the run. Uh, he might have better. Um, he might do better with that since I mean, you got you know two really good uh, teams of tackles uh, on uh, Washington. Um, with both, you know, Payne and uh, Jonathan Allen. So um, he probably has a better, uh, 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 you know, if he does, does a scheme there, it might work out better for him, but he doesn't have the talent that the Cowboys had on the other positions. So we'll see how that goes for it. But don't you think this is exactly the same coach? Uh, yep. Didn't they just hire Ron Rivera yep. again? Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, Absolutely. they have the same resume. They're a coach, that's really good defensive coordinator. Who mm-hmm. got to a Super Bowl as a head coach? Yes, and uh, and didn't do anything after that. Like they literally just hired Ron Rivera yeah. again. Like what literally. are they doing? So, um, there's also a, another big news about the Giants related because of our defense coordinator position. I want to shout out people. Um, so shout out to Sal, who's not a content creator on on Giants Twitter. Shout out to him where he posted. Uh, let me let me find the tweet because I I saw it yesterday. It was hilarious because it was pure hateration, and and I completely loved what what he was doing. So he posted three photos without context, without context. It was Paxton Lynch, Trey Lance, and Dan Quinn. He said posted without context. 
but I know what the context was. The context was Adam Peters, the new GM of the Washington Commanders football team, was the main guy in all three transactions. He was the reason Paxton Lynch was drafted in Denver. He was one of the driving forces of them trading for Trey Lance in San Francisco. And he hired Dan Quinn in, 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 in D.C. So everyone loved Adam Peters as their GM. But, but then the thing with Adam Peters is he's a conundrum because those are three. Two of them are massive mistakes. Paxton Lynch and Trey Lance. And Dan Quinn, we'll see if he reinvents himself and, you know, improves and sheds the Ron Rivera label. But Adam Peters, is he's also very good at building and finding gems. He's helped Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, um, a couple late-round picks the Niners drafted. He was one of the main forces. So he has that to counterbalance the two QB mishaps he had in Paxton Lynch and Trey Lance. He has, I can build a good roster, but QB... I don't know. So it's it's that balance as well as yeah man it's just they're just I don't know what the commanders are doing. Yeah, I mean I the reason know. why Dan Quinn had so much success with the Falcons is cuz he had Cal Shanahan as of the coordinator mm-hmm. and you know Matt Ryan who was a uh, you know pretty decent quarterback. Yep. Uh you don't have that in DC. You don't have – I don't know how you just find a, another Kyle Shanahan to run your offense, and I don't know what quarterback you're going to get that, that's going to do anything for y'all. Uh, obviously, you're going to have to draft one, and that's what I think. I don't like – unless you're going to get a great offensive coordinator, I don't like a head coach of, of being a deep stuff guy with a young quarterback. It usually doesn't work out. Um you know, where it worked out for the the Texans this year, but that's not usually the norm. Usually it's a pretty bad disaster. I mean, you can see what happened with the Chargers, Brands Daly with Justin Herbert, not good fit. Mm-hmm. Um and Just Fields with uh, Matt Eberflus, not did was a disaster. Um a lot of a lot of you know young quarterbacks with these coaches don't pan out. Mm-hmm. Um and that, and I, and I don't think it will. Whoever they draft um, with Dan Quinn, just not. I don't. I don't think it's going to work out. But so it's going to be a good time. Good, good things for uh, mm-hmm. Cowboys and uh, the Giants. Um, and another good thing that happened for us was our old friend Kellen Moore. Is He's coordinator. Back. He's back for the filthy Delphia Eagles. Yep. So and that's to, uh, exciting hey, because he's um <laughs> I think I have I, I think I got a, a I think I got I think I got one of Philly's new playbooks, Caleb. I think I got it. Oh, oh, oh there oh got him. Oh what what what, what is that? What is that? Yep. Yeah. But but guys, before we get into it and I give you my thoughts, make sure to subscribe to the to the channel. We're at 126 subscribers, trying to get to 130. Make sure to hit that notification bell to make sure that you know we're when we go live. When we go live, make sure to do that as well. But yeah, man, it's just the NFC East are doing retreads, I guess. I don't know what the hell Nick Sirianni's doing. You know what I mean? Like, they're in shambles, bro. They're in shambles. They let us, you know, they they are not. Something's broken in Philly. And it makes sense, right? Because Denard Wilson, connecting to the story I'm about to tell, leaves Philly for Baltimore. And now he's in Tennessee as their defensive coordinator. 
something's broken. It's either Nick Sirianni. It's, I think it's, it, it clearly sees that that team, Nick Sirianni was the head coach, and he did head coaching duties. But he let his defensive coordinator and his offensive coordinator run their sides of the ball. Jonathan Gannon, Shane Steichman, they had ultimate power on their side of the ball. And what it did for Philly, it was great for Philly. They made the Super Bowl. It, it was phenomenal. They got outcoached by Nick in the second half by Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid when they found the, the 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 route that beat their team more than once. You know that zig route where it was like motion him down the line, then pop out real quick to make sure to create the mismatch of the. So they outcoached Jonathan Gannon. Um, Shane Steichman, he didn't get outcoached in the in in the Super Bowl. His offense dropped thirty. His offense dropped thirty, and Indianapolis was like. I want him. So they made a great choice. Yeah, and Nick Sirianni, man, if he doesn't fix it, man, he's fired. I think he's gone in like two years if he doesn't fix it. Yeah, he's gone. I mean, the offense is not that. The offense is just going to get worse. Like It's, I've seen, it's not like, going to be good. I mean, I mean, you couldn't even just tell. I mean, look at what look what happened. Kellen Moore in his uh, final season in Dallas, Dak Prescott throws a bunch of interceptions. Here he leaves, Dak Prescott has the best year of his career. And then Justin <laughs> Herbert – Inversely, has the worst year of his career under Kellen Moore. Does that mm -hmm. not prove that how right I was that Kellen Moore is not a good offensive coordinator? I don't know why he got hired. He shouldn't have got hired at the Cowboys. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. I just messed up. Backup quarterback to quarterbacks coach, and then one year of quarterbacks coach to, to play calling to an offensive coordinator. Like he got, he got, he got, he got supercharged. He, they they thought he was this 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 guru. They thought the Cowboys thought. That they're creating their own Sean McVay. They thought, but they didn't, and it didn't work, and it didn't work. It blew up in their face. For every Sean McVay's, there are failed Sean McVay's. You know how many failed Sean McVay's there are? A bunch. Lane Kiffin was a failure in the NFL, and he was the youngest head coach ever before Sean McVay showed up. And the and Al Davis still hates him to this day in his grave. He hates Lane Kiffin's guts. I have grown to love Lane Kiffin, but in that moment, he was bad. He failed. He's a failure. It happens. You know, it's like calling Nick Saban a failure in, in the NFL. It, you're right. He was a failure in the NFL. Um, and yeah, man. So connected to Denar Wilson news, um, the Giants are supposed to have their defensive coordinator by the end of the end of the week. So by tomorrow, we're gonna get like the latest. We should be having it. Apparently, Denard Wilson, shout out to my main man, Authentic. This is from him. He's plugged in into the uh, into the into that region. Um, Denard Wilson is from uh, D.C. Maryland, um, the Washington, Maryland area, and Authentic is also from. And he's plugged in. He said this: the Giants offered him the job. The Giants, it was his job to have. You know, like that. It was his job, but then. The thing is, they already had a lot of defensive personnel in place. And it seemed like, you know, from the video, Denard Wilson didn't want that. He wanted his guys. He wanted to work with his people, which, you know, understandable. Understandable people he he trusts and he wants to do it. Um, as well as he didn't think that Brian Dayball's job is safe. 
he thought, I think the quote was, let me let me find the quote. Give me one moment. Ryer. So yeah, so the quote was, it was his job to have from Authentic. Shout out to Authentic. Yeah, so the defensive staff was already set. A lot of them were people he never worked with. So he really was kind of trepidatious from Authentic. Shout out to Authentic. And then here it is. That this is the quote that I'm really, I'm really, I'm really uh focused on. The quote was from the source by via Authentic says, No one wants to be a part of a potential one and done. So people in the league do not believe Denard Wilson's probably his his crew is one of them. Um his 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 him and his group, they think Brian Dayball's on the hot seat. And they think it's a pot, potential one and done. So if they think that, who else thinks that? Do you think that? I don't think that because John Mara wants to break the fire coaches in like three years stigma. So he's yeah. probably gonna give him another year. I think he's gonna go give him like four years and then time to go yeah you know I, agree. What I, mean? I think um i think he, he gets it gets another year because of the quarterback situation mm-hmm. he had to figure out that you can't um put put the put the giant success uh all on him if they don't have a quarterback yeah uh, that they can really win with i think if they you know they get you know you know whether they draft one or they get sign one or whatever if then he doesn't win then he's fired yeah so exactly so like that's 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 the key right there. So Denard Wilson is his camp is like this is potentially a one and done. He may get fired. And if his camp thinks that, how many other defensive coordinators camps think that? Because Leslie Frazier, Caleb, just took the job in uh, as, as associate head coach in Seattle. And Leslie Frazier knows Brian Dayball and he's worked with Brian Dayball, but he's never worked under Brian Dayball. And he doesn't want to be at a ship that may be sinking. So that's the key we're we're really we're thinking. Like if people in the NFL do not believe that Brian Dable is coming back, that's why they're not that's why they're not taking the job right away. Honestly, if if that's the key, man, you're wasting so much time. You could have already hired within Jerome Henderson is there, Andre Patterson is there. They've never called defensive plays, but you know, we'll see. They said by the end of the week, we should have our decision. So we'll see by the end of the week. But speaking of the end of the week, it is the end of the show. Caleb. Oh, wait, wait. I got one more. One more. Oh, hey, me, Caleb. Well, well just because uh, well, we have a vacancy, we're also looking for a decent coordinator. There's yes. Been, uh, a lot of different, different names thrown out there. Obviously, the favorite is uh, Joe Witt, who was an assistant uh, to Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, obviously, that would be an easier promotion. Do I want that? No. Um, Trayvon Days came out and said that he, I mean, he, he his vote is for Al Harris. That's who I want. I'd rather the Al DB Harris. coach. Yes, because mm-hmm. I think what he's done with the DBs is tremendous. You, what you did with Trayvon Diggs to Deron Bland and how many interceptions? I mean, that that's you did that with two different guys, make two different guys all pros. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's really amazing. I think he's done a, 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 a hell of a job. So I would give it to him. Um, if it was up to me, but if you don't want to get either one of those guys, uh, someone from the outside, obviously Mike Rabel's still out there. I mean, I, I mean, you can get him for you know maybe one year. Yeah, but that's the thing. Here's the thing, Caleb. You sound Mike Rabel as a DC. 
Is he gonna do some machinations to get Mike McCarthy fired to take his job? I hope, so. I hope so. Yeah, but I then, hope he does. And then, then the point is, then why don't you just fire Mike McCarthy then? I'm not in charge of the Cowboys. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Jerry's not gonna do that. He's not gonna do that because he hires Mike Vrabel. Mike McCarthy's gonna be like, "Yo, is this man gonna replace me?" I hope you, so. You know, and that's that's not gonna happen. That would be funny if it did happen because that'll be straight chaos, and it'll be great television. But I'm with you on that. I think that you know, give it to Al Harris. You know, how long has Al Harris been a DB coach though? Uh. Since Mike McCarthy's been there, Mike McCarthy brought him in. No, no, no. But b- before that, like, was he not a? Was he, no, Mike, he wasn't Mike, a coach before that. No, uh, no. Mike McCarthy made him uh, the coach. No, no, he, no. He was. He was. He was uh, assistant secondary and defensive assistant for Kansas City for five years. Okay. So then he came to Kansas City, uh, Dallas, in twenty twenty as the primary defensive backs coach. Yeah. Because you know, obviously, him and he played for Mike McCarthy. Played so for Mike and in, in, uh, Mike McCarthy's in, guy. In the Packers, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if he, he has that, that relation with Mike McCarthy. That's why I think it's a that's a great fit for our defense. And I just I want to see what he can do. I want to see him get, get me. He has a lot of experience, and like you said, he, he had a job before that. So why not give him a, give him a shot at mm-hmm. uh, being the coordinator? Come on, was he was he with Spags? He wasn't with Spags. Was he with Steve Spagnola in 2013? How long has Steve Spagnola been in in Kansas City? Let me check. I have no idea. Let me check. Because if it wasn't, because he was either with Spags or he was with the guy that Spags, um, Spags was was fired for. Oh yeah, yeah. So he was he was with 2013. So he was with the guy before Spags, and then spent two years with Spags. And then left for Dallas because he got a promotion in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Um, St- Spags, by the way, was uh, taught by Jim Johnson, who was Philly's longtime, longtime defensive coordinator. God rest his soul. Oh, a Streamlabs was sent. Oh snap, we got a Streamlabs. Let me check up the Streamlabs. Shout to shout to Shug. Um, I I don't have the OBS camera on, so there was no um. Graphic, I apologize. Um, so, so here it is. Shout out to Shug. Says, much love to Ferris and Caleb from your favorite Latino. We should, mean, we it's should. not a Mexican. All right. Well, you said Latino. Yeah, I'm Latino. Just not yeah. Mexican. Just want to yeah. make the distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Appreciate it anyways. But yeah. But, you know, we appreciate everybody showing up. But we're about to head out. We're about an hour over an hour. So, Caleb, where can people find you, my man? You can find me on uh, on uh, on Twitter slash X and Instagram at NFL Caleb Twenty Two. Um, and you can find me on this channel for one more week because uh, it's our last episode of the season on uh, betting the NFL um, on Wednesday at eight o'clock. It's going to be a big, big Super Bowl uh, 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 stream. For you guys, we're going to give you all the prop bets we can find. Um, obviously, we're going to give you who's going to win the game, the over and under. Um, so you want to, and obviously, uh, you know, MVP and all that stuff. So just tons mm-hmm. of prop bets for you guys. Lots of opportunities to make money. I mean, this is the biggest betted game of the year. You know, it's the most bet yep. game of the year of any sport, of anything mm-hmm. in the world. 
I mean, it's going to be in Vegas. There's going to be probably even more money because of that fact. Uh, betting is going to be so much goddamn gambling going on this week. Uh, and it's going to be uh, going to be a fun time. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to help you guys win money uh, on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. So tune in. All right, guys. It's your boy Ferris today, uh, 8 o'clock Pacific. You can find me on our entertainment channel. Me and Adelia doing the open table. We're back. We're going to talk tennis. We're going to talk illnesses because, you know, we're going to talk about why, why we, we've been out for a couple of weeks. Um, as well as, you know, just overall general news and notes, just having fun, you know. So make sure to show up then. Um, cooking, we're going to talk about cooking as well, you know. You know, as you know, big guy, I can cook some pasta. You don't know how to cook. I, I, you don't know how to cook. You 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 made an omelet brown. How the hell do you do that? No, I, well, I've gotten better at that. You see, you, you haven't seen the new ones, man. The new ones have been, have been, have been not brown. They're, they've been... Crispy. I I I realized my mis my mistake. Yeah, realized. I've got, I've gotten better. It's trial and error, man. It's trial and error. You were looking at Ferris at the beginning of the omelet making. This time, Ferris has gone good in the omelet making. I also can make a deconstructed omelet, which is pretty good. Oh, pretty good. It's just you know, it's just if an omelet is broken apart, it's you know, it's whatever. It's called scrambled eggs. It's called your face. So whatever. <laughs> All right. All right. But on that note, everybody, have a wonderful night. See y'all next time. Peace.